as I sit in my b-boy stance With flip-flops and socks and sweatpants I'm finna enhance your brain Check it out Upon the time not long ago, when the plague from the point didn't have no flow. A nigga hit me from a tennis shoe, walking to the store, caught a plague slipping. But now I lick it to the flow just like carbon. Cause I got the heat in my baby mama name, nah. Never bragging just to say not. Even when I was a younger lad, I learned my lesson. Never talk to strangers in the trap and answer questions. The Pope and the Sultz got us under the scope, but for unknown reasons, cause we don't sell dope that you distribute. We don't contribute to your clandestine activity. My soliloquy may be hard for something to swallow, but so is Carl Liver Or. You went behind my back like Ludo when he cut up all the ore. Two things I hate lies and things they make my blood boil. But we're constricted on my soul that they call me. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Thank you for joining us on another episode of An Earful in the Emerald City. Thank you guys for being here. We definitely appreciate it, as always. Uh, we got a good one for you today, guys. Got. Another old friend of mine in the house. I hope you guys enjoyed that last one, by the way. Good guy, Devin Fitzpatrick. But I got another old friend of mine in the house with me today. Um, he's We know each other from back in the day. We used to hoop together. That's kind of how we first met each other. We were, we were balling, you know. In that 19 to 22-year-old range where... You can't injure yourself. It's impossible to injure yourself, and you just you're you're made of solid gold, and you can't do anything wrong. You know when you're pretty athletic, when you're pretty good at getting up there, all that those years that uh, immediately evaporate as you get into your late twenties and early thirties, as myself. But know him from back then. That's how our connection started, and we just kind of stayed good friends. He actually he works now at the YMCA right down the street from me, where I. I work out, so he's you know he's kind of my fitness guru, I guess you could say. Guy's always, you know, I can always bounce ideas off of him. He's always helping me out. Uh, he works with the kids a lot too, so he's super involved in, at the facilities there. And yeah, he just does a lot of different things. A good utility guy for him, and a good friend of mine joining me today for the show, Mister Brandon Washington. Brandon Washington in the house, you guys. So I hope you enjoy our talk. We tried to keep it pretty positive, uh, a little bit motivational all at the same time. Uh, I enjoyed it. He's a good guy. I'm, we're gonna definitely going to do it again. And I hope you guys enjoy listening to our conversation. Me and B from the Y. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. We take no shit like arms, stopped up commodes. Gotta collect how they done locked up my boat. Low blow, hit me in the left ventral cold. We won't be able to ride out to 2004. But not for long, cause we got a better sack to serve. Trying to take your other people for your rims. Hit the curve for your scrubbing, but your bow head. Go ahead, go ahead. More head for me while you ride to the meat. Draw like tears, like for fears. You know, shout, shout, let it all out just for my peers. These brothers from Greenlight came out, and I know these brothers, and they can hoop. And I've been hooping with like old guys for the last like six, seven months. And so this was like the first Season time. Vets. You know, just, you know, good basketball. Crafty man, guys. Very team basketball. Like, yep. like the Spurs, you know. Mm-hmm. Imagine the Spurs. Fundamentally sound. Oh, very sound. A lot of backboard shooting, you know. Yep. You know, the, you know. Yep. So long story short, these brothers came out. And I just, in, in my mind of mind, in my heart of hearts, I had to go, you know what I'm saying? Kind of show them I still got it a little bit, you know. Let these, let these folks know, man. So I was out there hooping. And I... You know, we played ball together, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, for long enough, man. And sometimes, you know, especially in basketball or sports, you got to let the dog out. You know what I mean? It kind of takes that. Yeah. Whether you're a very kind or gentle person, 
you kind of got to open that side of the brain up and just, ah, you know, give them one or two of those. Long story short, man, I turned it up. We hooped, you know, won some, lost some. My foot was hurting so bad. As soon as the game was over, it was that delayed reaction. Like, oh, brother, you just on fire. Fucked up, brother. You you know what I'm saying? (laughs) You need to relax. So, man, and I could feel it. And it's always that delay. You know, your muscles always take a day or so to really like, oh, you fucked up, you know? Yeah. So, man, that next day, that Monday, I was down. And I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. And here I am two weeks later with a bag of ice on my foot trying to get right. You know, but uh, when I do it again, oh, you better believe I'll be back out there, dude. That's that's what's dangerous, man. It's like once you get once you get on that court, it's like the animal spirit are are alive out there, and you can't you can't really half ass it. Like you don't you don't feel like you're doing it justice (laughs) at that point. And you're like, what are we even doing out here? I'm just out here fucking kind of playing, kind of not. Not playing any defense. Like, no, if I'm gonna do this shit, I'm gonna do it. Go all the way. No one's gonna make me look like a fool. All right. Especially this old man, and you just, know, just because he's got the bounce pass mastered, all right. And you got to respect your elders when it comes to some of this game, man. Because yeah. basketball IQ will take you a long way. Then athleticism ain't, yeah, know, ain't gonna take you. Yeah, well, well, and that's and that's the thing. Yeah, you got to play the long game, and these guys are now. They play the long game <laughs> now. Us? Hey, baby, it's that Steph Curry time, man. Game's changing out here, man. Yeah. They didn't watch a lot of Larry Bird growing up, so hey, man. They came to play. Oh, my God. Yeah, no kidding. No, that's fun, man. That guy, I was watching. Uh, I saw a special on him. Yeah, dude, just, just he, he just, like, overworked himself. Just, like, overworked himself. Like, like, got hurt working at the at the parents' house, you know, and then he's out Shoveling there diving. And then he's out there, and then he's out there diving on the court, and he's like, oh, God, my back. When it's like, uh, yeah, Take it easy a little bit, Larry. Like, maybe you should have been going 80 for a while. Oh, Larry Legend, man. <sighs> Damn, dude! Like, is that just like is that is that honestly is that stupidity or is that just like dedication? Love the like, game, man, and wow. he's a champion. You know, everyone always says, you know, Michael. Da 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 da. At the end of the day, man, before Michael were Magic and Bird, and they kind of set the tone for yeah. these Kevin Durants and all these big guys that you know can shoot the rock. Man. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's good basketball these days, man. The game's changed, but you know. That's how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to evolve. It well, it definitely is. It definitely is. I don't know. I we talked about it a little bit last week, so I don't get too much into it. But this this could I don't know. This could be. I feel like maybe an inflection point for like sports in general. You know, we were kind of talking a minute ago about how you know go to this you go to this event and it's a big to do. Everything's going on. Everybody shows up. They're ready to go. Faces painted. And two hours later, three hours later, when the thing's done. But nothing's really changed. The world is is still the same. And are we as a society coming to the point where we're collectively seeing that aspect of sports and kind of maybe walking away from it a little bit? Or, you know, is this just a situation where you got such dominant players like LeBron James and, and Kevin Durant that it's like... What do you do? You just kind of... I mean, you kind of know how it's going to go almost. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I guess you didn't predict the sweep, but... <laughs> You know, especially with the NFL versus the NBA, I think those are two different monsters, right? Yeah. And it's just, it's not even just LeBron, it's not KD. It's to stack the teams, man. You know, when you're playing with your friends, you're at the YMCA or, you know, you're at local gym. It's not fair when all the good guys are on one team, right? That's why you'd be like, all right, well, hey, let me get a tall guy. You you guys take this guy. Yeah. Let's match it up. At least make it competitive. Yeah. Let's see some matchups. The yeah. NBA is so lopsided, man. And that's the thing. Everyone knew... The Warriors are going to win. It's just how much were they going to win by, 
right? And then you take even from last year, you take Kyrie away, you're gonna be down one guy. You know, they they went they lost four to one last year with Kyrie. We gonna lose, yeah, man. Come on now. That's true. That's true. But uh, no, I was just thinking the other day, man. The the games changed so much, and it's not even just so much. You know, the type of basketball has changed. It's more of this, you know, four guys that can spread the floor and one big guy. And the big guy's not even there no more, right? But the truth of the matter is, it's the players have the control now. That's the difference is, hey, if LeBron wants to go to Miami, he goes to Miami, right? If Kevin Durant wants to go to Golden State, he goes to Golden State. And that in itself is this weird power structure where... Oh my God! This this person who's had no power, and it's all what the owners want to do, and management want. All of a sudden, they're kind of flipping the tables on them, and people talk about loyalty and all this stuff. Look at Isaiah Thomas, right? Isaiah last year had the best career of his life. He rejuvenated Boston, right? Sister passed away. He's not able to really play. He comes back and plays anyway. Gives his heart. Leaves it on the floor. The next week, Danny Ainge is like, ah, Kyrie's looking pretty good. Sorry, Isaiah. There yeah. So when it comes to loyalty, like I can co-sign. And personally, I'm not a big fan of the Golden State thing. But at the end of the day, man, hey, if you got a chance to win and be a champion. It's hard not to do it. It's easy to say when you're on top to not do it. But when you're trying to fight, you're trying to fight. So yeah. I don't know. We got to make it happen yeah. one way or another. Well, and I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, you just want to do what's best for yourself. And I guess in in Durant's situation, even though he is one of the best, going to the best team still puts you in the best situation at that point. I mean, is it kind of is it kind of like cheap in a way? Is it kind of taken away from something? Maybe, yeah. maybe to a certain extent. I don't know, but. Again, yeah, you get you can't say that he cheated or that he broke the rules because of that. I mean, that's the and that's how basketball works. It's just it's it's one of the games that a single individual player can completely change things. And when you have that dynamic, then yeah, you're right. They're going to yield a lot of they're going to wield a lot of power. They can just wherever they want to go, convince management, bring me in and give me a couple of good role players and, you know, let's get a championship yeah, going here. So it is an interesting dynamic. I I don't know how it's going to play out for him. I I'm a little, I'm a little skeptical. I two, hate to say it, but it's tough, man. And two things, man. I'm a big firm believer, especially with sports and karma. Right? You need karma to be on your side. You know, at the end of the day, it's going to come to some fifty fifty balls and whatnot. You, you need those good, good good juju, right? Yeah. But the coldest part, man, is uh, sometimes <clears throat> father times and undefeated. <laughs> at the end of the at the end of the day, Father Times of the Week, it was so frustrating as you know, as great as it is to see Golden State win, they play great basketball. LeBron is losing out on opportunities to show his greatness, right? Now he's three and six. But people fail to see he's been to nine straight. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And they just want to, you know, poke holes and all this stuff. Yeah. And as funny as the whole JR thing was where he didn't know the score and da 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 and people make memes and that's funny, we gotta laugh. But at the end of the day, LeBron's losing out on opportunities because Father Time is undefeated. Yeah. And at this point, he's only competing with himself. And we all know that feeling, right? You know, we're all trying to, you know, push to the next level and do our own thing. But for him, he's doing it on this big stage where we can all watch and critique. And the irony is he's like performing this child's game that we all love, right? You know, those that love it, we love it. Yeah. And uh, it's just crazy to see, you know, this challenge he's going through that. 
most people don't have the opportunity to go through, but we can critique it. So yeah, it is kind of interesting. You look at that. Like he's uh, as far as like finals go. What I mean, what is he? He's he's four. He's won four, right? No, he's won three. He's three and six. Three and six. Three okay. and six. So you look at that, and that's well, that's a thirty-three percent win percentage. It's not really great. Some great math. But yeah, I know. It's just barely not drunk enough to get that going. But you back it up one level though, and you go back to wins as far as conference finals go. And like you said, he's got to eight straight. So that means eight straight conference finals they won. Yeah. They took the conference and th- or nine straight. So that's I mean that's pretty crazy. Nine in a row. You know, not one year you guys were slipping up. Not one year somebody put together a, a hot run and and took you out and, and made it all the way. Like that's that in itself is pretty crazy. The three and six. Yeah, okay. It's it's certainly not stellar by right, any means. Right, right, certainly right, right. not legendary. But in the same degree, it pretty it's pretty legendary. Yeah, nine. Yeah. Think about nine final people dream of just playing for a championship, let alone winning a championship. We look at Allen Iverson, right? Maybe one of the greatest players of all time, mm-hmm. and he would probably say his greatest accomplishment is getting to the finals. Yeah, right. That one time. Mm-hmm. Imagine LeBron has done this nine times. Yeah, um, and especially with the team he's done it with, like his next best player was J.R. Smith, who did not know the score. <laughs> in the final seconds of a tied game. You know what I mean? And so with that said, it's just like, what do you expect from the, You know what I mean? And, you know, I don't think they've ever done this before, but they need to give LeBron MVP. Like, that's the truth. He was in that series. He was the most valuable player on the losing team. And I don't know if you remember last year. Yeah, last year Kyrie got hurt. Mm-hmm. And I think he averaged like a triple double in, you know, they obviously lost, but he was the best part of the floor. And so it's so tough, especially because I think people value the greatest talent as something different than the greatest winner. Yeah. Right. When you we're talking about winning and competitiveness, yeah. I used to say Michael Jordan wouldn't even lose to Tiddlywinks. You know what I mean? He's that competitive golf. Yeah. He's serious. Like, let's go play cards, gambling. Let's go do, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ownership is same mentality, right? Yeah. Because that's his competitive edge. And that's what Kobe shares, right? Is this edge. LeBron is just physically gifted, right? His vision, he's gifted. His intuition and this idea of being a playmaker and this in general, mm-hmm. you have to anticipate. It's this thing like you have to see something before it develops. And that in itself is such a beautiful art. You know what I mean? That's like something you, you you can't even really just develop. You just have to have. You know what I mean? It's Yeah, it's, it's it's just inside of you. It's just one of those things you're built with. And yeah, maybe he doesn't have that same drive that that Jordan did. Mm. I, I don't know. It's tough to say. Maybe he's just so gifted that, athletically that and and but he's but he's smart too. He's got basketball smarts. I mean, he plays he plays the game well for the most part. Uh, there has been some situations where down the line in crunch time he's kind of full. But yeah. but I mean that's going to happen though. And when you're in that spotlight and in that moment as frequently and as often as he is, right. you're not going to nail it every time. I mean, nobody's that clutch. I would so. just ask you real quick, as a fan of the game and you know, as a you know, player and all that, would you compromise, you know, a winning edge to say you have the Jordan edge and you want to win and you're competitive, would you compromise that in terms of that being your everyday life? And I say that to say this, Jordan has that and that's what made him great. Uh-huh. 
But he probably has that with everything, right? In terms yeah. of having relationships, business relationships, and personal relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm sure whatever he does, there's this controlling, competitive yeah. edge. But that's what makes him great. Yeah. Right? And so LeBron, people fault him for that. But in terms of like personal life, LeBron's one of the greatest entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Put his friends on that, you know, we're not just his friends, but... In terms of being able to earn and grow and be that entrepreneur and have that personal growth, no, you know, no issues with the family, great family, and all that. And I just look at the bigger picture as like, do you want to compromise all that just to say, hey, I got a few more championships? Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, what's your goal? What are you going for? True. And that's a good point. Maybe he's maybe he's got the work life balance down a little better at that point, just because he's not killing himself to be perfect to to never fail at all you know he just wants to be there he wants to compete he wants to be around at that last moment when things are up in the air and you don't know where where the chips are going to fall i mean and maybe he at that point he just kind of turns it off he he loses it didn't go well and he just turns it and it's like well i'm i got summer off i guess you know i'll train a little bit and i'm just gonna hang out my kids and enjoy my life have fun and that's half the battle too and he's in some tip-top physique i don't know if you've Mm -hmm. ever seen his instagram and all that Mm -hmm. you know those medicine balls to kneel on a medicine ball to kneel on a medicine ball that takes so much core strength yeah and here he is playing catch and doing all these you know agility drills and all this stuff and i'm sitting here like yo this guy's been playing in the nba for what 13 14 years yeah since like 2003 maybe maybe 15 years right that is amazing, man. That's like yeah. I said, Father Time's undefeated, and he's yeah. giving it buckets. Yeah, it's funny. I, I like that <laughs> saying. Um, no, it's so true, though. And and that's the thing. Like I was just thinking about this earlier today, and you can have all the money in the world. You know, you can be a billionaire, have just unlimited resources. But if you don't have good health, if you're not healthy, if you, you're not living, like you said, a work-life balance, if that's not in the right place where it needs to be, mm-hmm. then you, you can't do nothing. You can't do nothing at that point. I mean, it's, it's, it's very cliche to say it. I, I'll say this all beforehand. But, you know, when you have good health, then you can have good wealth at the same time. And you just you have to because... I mean, again, all the money in the world, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. People think modern medicine can cure anything. No, there's a lot of shit that it still has no control over right that now. There's true. still no, no control. I mean, you think you think Steve Jobs didn't have enough money for the cure? You No, it just didn't exist. It, there's nothing for it. Sorry. You know, mm-hmm. you had a rare condition. We couldn't do anything about it, you know? It just happens to you. So you got to have that good health. And you got to do your best to try to take care of yourself. You know, again, you got to work that balance. But... Um, yeah, I've gone to the, I've gone to the doctor a couple times recently and not, nothing major, right. just stuff. I want to get checked out. I got some good coverage now, finally. So, so, uh, exactly. I'm paying these guys, you know, how much ever each paycheck. So it's I might as well get something joke. out of it. So, so I've been going and you know, it's surprising how often I just hear, um, yeah, you just got kind of a weird situation there. It's kind of something funky going on. We could try surgery, but the risk reward not really there. So, um, maybe learn to live with it. You are preaching maybe. to the choir right now, man. You know, and it's like that's that's just kind of how it is. You're just like, uh, you just kind of have that weird cork in your body that does that thing. So it's like, you, not everything is fixable. You just that's gotta. True. 
you just got to try to keep a good baseline and try to stay as close to there as possible, whether that's through consistency and routine or just like prevention measures, whatever it takes. You just got to try to stay on that level, that good health level as, as well as you can. Yeah. Do you practice holistic in any type of like Eastern medicines or meditations or anything of that nature? I try. I'm not going to say I'm really into it. I've tried the meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it's certainly worth it. Right. Especially even if you're talking 10 to 15, maybe 20 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. I think it's certainly worth it. As far as the benefits go, it, it's tough to really prove what benefit there is but you do feel good after you do it you know you, you're right, doing right, some right. you're doing some rhythmic breathing so right. you're really like you're oxygenating your blood and you certainly do feel good after you do it uh it's it's one of those things again it comes back to routine and stuff and i, I don't routinely do it i mean most of the time i'm in a hurry in the morning and that's i feel like that's the best meditation time, time yes is in the morning mm-hmm. yeah i'm after you <clears throat> after you go and explore the world all day I'm not trying to come home and uh, no. you get a lot on your mind. Yeah, it just it doesn't it, yeah. it just doesn't seem like it fits right. So, so that's that's definitely one I think is is certainly worth it. Uh, again, the exact benefits, eh, you, you you can make an argument for it, you know. But you got to try, you got to try whatever though, man. And and the brain, like people don't think about it, but their brain, you got to you got to take care of that shit. And the meditation is good for that, you know. You just you just tone you just tone everything else out. All the noise, all the work bullshit, all the fucking traffic you were stuck in all day, all the bills you have to pay. You just t- you just tone all that out, and for 10, 15 minutes, you just think about this situation right now, you sitting here, breathing, and just letting everything go. Yeah. And it, it's it, it definitely, you come out of it sometimes if you get into that right, you know, there's like a, there's like a state where, for me like behind your eyes kind of like starts to twitch a little bit, yeah. you know, like just the, a little bit and you're like, Oh man, I'm almost getting there. Yeah. And then, but then if you think about getting there too much, then you lose it. Yeah. You know, then you lose it. You're like, Oh, I'm, I'm focusing on that, that too much. So it's, uh, it's, it's definitely beneficial. Again, it's just, it's just the discipline and the routine. And, um, and that's, what's tough about life, man, is, is getting into that routine and constantly doing those things that you know are good for you and trying to, not do those things that you know are not good for you. You know what's crazy, man, is I agree with all that first and foremost. It is so challenging to be present, right? And when I say present, I mean present. And I say that all the time and I mean that all the time, but it's just hard. You know what I mean? And we have so many so many things going on in our mind and so many thoughts. And even when we're trying to articulate ourselves, it's like you're almost verbal vomiting on people, right? Yeah. But it's so such a challenge because you you're not just thinking about yourself, you're thinking about other people and you're thinking about, you know, in the greater context of what all this means and all that stuff. And maybe that's just me in particular, but I have a challenge with being present. I think in terms of meditation and things like that, like you need times just to chill out mm-hmm. and breathe mm-hmm. and relax yep. and contemplate things because there's it's heavy, right? Yeah. And I think it's uh, it's almost a gift and a curse, right, to be like sensitive, right, or be vulnerable. And yeah, oh, be it definitely is open, and it's uh, it's a challenge, right, because we are also guarded for good reason, right? We have to be cautious, very good reason. Yeah, toe. you don't know and who you can trust in that. And it's a challenging world, but in the terms of like you know this greater goal of you know whatever the greater goal is, just in terms of peace and tranquility. 
you have to be open. You mm-hmm. have to have this trust. And it comes with a lot of time and meditation. And not to sound cliche, you know, like the old hippies and, you know what I'm saying, the Buddha guys and all, and all the spot smokers. But hey, man, like that's really what connects people. And this idea of in, in terms of just being open-minded, right? This current state we live in, is it's so heavy in terms of just this political divide. Mm-hmm. And I think no matter what you think, or what you say, or what's going on, it's this age of spin, right? It's how we're spinning it. And I get so caught up in things, and especially with social media, Facebook in between, you know, in particular. Yeah. I feel like Facebook is weird because it's like you're a very close-knit family, right, in this network. And uh, it's just wild, man, to see people's feedback and, like, people you grew up with, the people you care about, and people you've thought are great people your whole life and you're seeing them say these things and you're like, well, it's, it's hurtful. Mm-hmm. It hurts and you, this disappointment comes. But I think that has a lot to do with like knowing yourself, knowing what the end goal is and, you know, doing your best to transition. And, uh, you know, I work a lot with teens and it's so tough to see a lot of these teens be soaked up in all this different social media stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, back in our day, man, we used to get on AIM, you know, Instant Messenger, you know, get a few screen names at the dance, you know, yeah. screen names. That was an hour, though, after school. Yeah. An hour, hour and a half, maybe. If that, man. If that, if yeah. These kids are on their cell phones, man, all day. And as soon as they leave school, you would think they'd be separated from it, but it just it amplifies. Right now, all they're doing is on their phone and, one thing is spread to a hundred people in you know a few minutes, and it's overwhelming for a lot of these kids, and that's why we have all these big conversations about mental health and all these things, and it all comes back to this idea of like health and well being and understanding yourself and understanding how complex the world is, yeah, and these kids don't really have the privilege of being quote unquote sheltered because the world that they live in is all digital, it's all instant. And they know just as much as the next person. If Siri knows, they know. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy. That's well, and it comes back to what you're saying too about being present. And and that's what the thing is with social media. Like, yeah, you're not present in like your current moment, your current situation, what you're currently doing. You're not in that at all. You're in some fantasy make-believe world of internet stuffs where people talk in a special and strange way and they only right. show you positive stuff that's going on in their life mm-hmm. they don't really get into any of the negative or any of the hardships no, and it's and it's just completely it's PR. it's completely art yeah and it's completely artificial and again all it does mm. is take you out of the present right. your present situation your present moment that you're living the the your current situation and yes. takes you away from advancing that because that's what should be the most important thing and yeah, I I don't know, man. It's I mean, I wonder. I really question these days how, what if any benefit we do drive from social media. At I, all. I, I mean, it's I think it's really time that we had collectively as a group had a discussion about this. Like, are we better off? Is this better for us? I mean, that is a real that, question. I think, I think it's the a, results have been very mixed at this point. Very so, and I and for good reason. And I think like anything else, right? It's a tool. Right, it's all in how you use it, and what's dangerous about it? It's this idea of perception is reality. Yeah. Right. We just highlight and amplify all the positives, and then you know, as a subscriber to this, you're looking at it as these are how other people are living, and this is my competition, and this this human drive comes out of you, and this is almost like you know, competition is like the thief of joy. 
mm-hmm. and you can't even enjoy you know your small you know your wins yeah because you're all oh, man in the scale of things it's not that big and and it's you, almost divisive in general you know yes. just the fact you're like oh this guy oh this guy I'll show, I'll show him I I can go on a way better trip to Mexico right you and know? it's all the same thing we're all posting our food and everything we're eating yeah. you know what's going on this trip hey do you have any good recommendations we're going to be in Mexico next week and yeah. you know, I, I would just, love to have a just good restaurant. in case you didn't know just in case you didn't know go One ahead week. <laughs> all all expenses included yeah it was a great time me and Susie went to Mexico Mexico. Yeah. Exactly. But, uh, you know, you got to have fun with it, man. And, you know, not to rain on anyone's parade, man. But that's like the, it's a double-sided sword. It really is. And, again, I go back to these teens and, like, what they're subscribing to. And the thing is, I'm a hypocrite if I, if I say something like, oh, no, don't believe that. You can't do Because yeah. we all do it. Yeah. Right? Even in terms of, like, businesses, right? Mm-hmm. They all have their own social media account. If you look at anything that happens, like, hey, something like offend somebody, go straight to Twitter. Yeah. This is what our company says. That That's where your PR comes from is your social media. Yeah. Because that is the most dominant form of media. Yeah. That's how you're going to reach the most people in the fastest manner. That's for sure. And that's why it's it's been so prevalent at this point. But I don't know. I just, uh, I, like I said, I just, I think it makes us focus on the wrong things. Sure. It, it, it kind of augments everybody's view of reality. And then people start taking that as actual reality. Right. It almost becomes, especially when you're kind of isolated from people in real life, mm-hmm. your digital world kind of becomes you know. like the main at that point. Yeah. That's all you know. And so, and, and we don't even know exactly like how to use it, like, and how it works. We we haven't even completely figured this Are out. There it's so rules to social media. Yeah, it's it's so new still in the right. whole scheme of things that we still have to figure a lot of this out. Like we we don't know exactly how this thing is even going to play out. But I don't know. I just what I don't like about it is I feel like these a lot of these apps are just developed to consume as much of your time mm-hmm. as possible. Mm-hmm. How can we get the most of your t- eyeballs looking at our screen? The clickbait. What's what's the best we can do here? How can we make this happen? And and that's not good for us. Like mm-hmm. that's not in our best interests. That's in their best interest. That's not in our best interest. But what's scary is that's the way the world is shifting. And it's almost like, you know, even if you want to get in there, you got to play ball. Mm-hmm. Even if you want to have a, you know, if you want to be, re- be relevant. Yeah, you got to play ball. And it's almost like you just got to subscribe. And I think that's important in terms of, you know, we had this conversation of, do you just get in there and play ball? Or do you try to shift, shift the conversation, move the needle, mm-hmm. shift the paradigm? Yeah. And I think that comes with a whole new idea of this risk and reward right like you have to be adventurous you have to be on the avant-garde you have to be on the edge you have to be a rebel yeah. to kind of think and move differently and the truth of the matter is most times if people had a different alternative if they had a different choice they'd probably rock with a better choice yeah but most times they just don't got a choice they're like all right well social media is the only way to do it yeah rag it up let's yeah. do it and it's funny you say that dynamic shift you know you're going to try to change change the dynamic because that's more of like a tectonic move, you know. That takes a little bit more work. Right. Um, I feel like a lot of like really liberal people want to do that. They want to make those big changes, but yeah, you gotta, like you said, you gotta understand the risk that you're taking here. You right. know, you're going away from the norm. You don't, you don't get to make that shift, right. and then have everything just kind of stay how we are, nice and peaceful. Everybody kind of gets along pretty well for the most part, doing this and that. You don't, you can't guarantee that at that point. If you right, want right, to make right. that that 
monumental shift like that. So that's the situation where if you want to try that, that's fine. And sometimes that's necessary, no question. Sometimes that society has to collectively come together and say, we got to... We were on the wrong path there. We got to make a, a quick shift here. Yeah. But you better make sure it's for the right cause and, okay. and you know, you're willing to risk whatever there or you've evaluated what is at risk right. at least or what's at stake. No, that's very true. And I think that comes down to this idea of, you know, do you want a revolution or do you want reform? Mm-hmm. And I think f- both are fair, just, mm-hmm. you know, depending on the circumstances. But, you know, I'm a big firm believer in, you know, don't reinvent the wheel. You know what I mean? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? However you want to cut We've it. We've got here for a reason. Yeah. Okay. It's not complete. The whole system's not completely fucked. Yeah. It, let's, let's do, you know. Let's could it use improve. a 2.0? Could it use a 2.0? No question Exactly. And some things, you know, were written in the 1800s. Like, God damn. Things didn't change since, you know, yeah. 1993. Like, shit. We need to upgrade some shit. So. See, things I, have changed. Yeah, big time. I, even I, since then. Yeah. And so I'm all, I'm all for it. But I uh, very much co-sign what you say. Like, you know, there's... There's not all flaws in what's going on, right? But again, like, how can you improve? And more important, how can you improve where we're weak, right? This mm-hmm. I mean, is like the weakest chain, you know, the weakest link. Yeah. And so, like, you know, what do you do with it? Yeah. That you know it, what do you do with it? Well, I think a lot of the problem is, is we can't, we're not really doing a good job of identifying where we're weak. We're you know, Seattle. We're not, we're not willing to really we're, own up to our flaws, Nobody wants to own up to their flaws, you know. They don't want to explain the bad things that are going on with them. Yeah. And it's and it's in everything. And again, it comes back to social media. You know, everybody's posting everything positive. Everything's yeah. good. I, I look at the, I, I look at these dating sites and I check out these girls' <laughs> profile, and not one of them will say a single flaw about themselves at all. Which okay, you know, which you don't want to completely point right, those out, right. but you know, but come on, we, we, we you want to swipe right. You're, you're you're not you're not here because you're perfect, darling. Okay, right, right, right. you're not here because nothing's wrong with you at all. There's a little something there, yeah. maybe just a little, you know, in mine. I, hey, I'll, I'll let you know. I'm unorganized. Okay, my room my room can get a little cluttered from time to time. All right, that's something I'm working on. Right, I'm not perfect here, but God's it's like working on it. Yeah, it's like you know, it's not all about. Let's be a little more honest about what the situation is here, <laughs> and because we have to be. But you got people who are like so scared to say things that might not go over well, or might sound mean, or might sound rude, or and we just got to we got to move past that if we want to like change things for the better for everybody. We gotta we gotta move past that. We gotta be willing to maybe offend a few people along the way because there's some people who like how things are. They perfectly like how things are. <coughs> Excuse me, right now and they're working well for them. But right, right, right. So. And you're always going to have to fight those entrenched interests, especially when you want to make those big changes. But everybody's got to everybody's got to know we we got to be able to identify what the issues are before we're going to be able to fix them. You know what, man? I was just thinking about this Cole brother, man. There's this Cole brother. His name is Jay Smooth. He's out of New York, and he said something a long time ago that just stuck with me. And it's you know whenever you're in a conversation and something's going on and. Someone might say something that wrong, you know, rubs you the wrong way or what have you. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people by default are just gonna call them out and be like, "Hey, you know, what are you doing, bro? Come on, man." Da, 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 you know, but instead of calling people out, calling people in and just saying, "Hey, man, like, you know, what you said like hurt me." You know what I'm saying? Or what you said is, is this you're thinking this way, but you can be thinking this way. And so I think a lot of times, you know, and it's human nature. It makes you feel good when you're able to call someone out and be like, "You're wrong. I'm right. Mm-hmm. All right, that's cool." But how can we build off, you know, what you're thinking? And so I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like, what can we do, you know, in terms of like coming together and making these 
conscious decision, whether it's on a big, grand federal scale or whether it's just like, you know, what kind of pizza you want, man? I was compromised having that. You (laughs) know what I mean? Like, how can you work things out with people? And it it might sound like small and minute, but those are, you know, how you develop these bigger, grandioso thoughts. Mm -hmm. Well, and the thing is, for me, too, is like we need to start recognizing like where we all agree and where we all think the same because at the end of the day, we're all kind of looking for the same thing. You know, we, we're all kind of hoping for the same life things liberty, out of life. Pursuit of happiness, baby. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, we have some different views about how we get to that specifically, but you know, the paths, paths gotta be there somewhere. We just got to kind of work together to figure out which one it is exactly. So, and it's tough, man, because it comes back to this idea of vulnerability, empathy, and it's so tough in this world in particular, right now and this is might be how i'm feeling just to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. because you have to have your guard up yeah at every turn yeah especially in business and especially you know with relationships professional in person like you just always have to have your guard up yeah and it's so hard to even contemplate like you know this idea of you know we have you know there's locker rooms at the gym right now right and people are scared to even leave their stuff in a locked locker Mm mm-hmm and this is a valid concern. To a certain extent, yeah. Yeah, and so it's hard for me to justify it, but it's not this particular gym. It's not this particular area. It's just the culture. Yeah. And in the larger sense. And that's mm-hmm. like such a disappointing thought that like you are robbed of your this peace of mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of it's crimes of poverty, and it's just these bigger constructs, and it goes back and forth. Well, and a lot of it's just sh- shit kids that are just fucking Punk-ass around kids, and yeah. trying to be, you know, tough little motherfuckers, which, you know, I think we, they're cool. we were all kind of there at one point. We were all there. It's always that one kid that pushes it a little bit too far, you know, tries to up the ante. And it just gets too much. But at it's the that end competitive the, nature again, coming it, back. Exactly. And it's just, it's disappointing to see because, you know, a lot of times you just want to think the best of people. But mm-hmm. your experiences, you know, construct and mold what you think of the world. Yeah. And so you're just having poor experience after poor experience. Yeah. And you think poorly of someone. So, yeah, it is. It is tough. You, you said the word vulnerable. And, you know, I don't I'm not one who likes to necessarily play the victim card. It, you know, I try to avoid it whenever possible because I don't think it's a good mentality. But in the society as a man, I will say that there is a lot of times where you can't be vulnerable. You can't be vulnerable. People don't allow it. And the second that you are, you're looked at, you're looked at as weak. weak. Yeah. Ooh. And and nobody wants to and nobody no wants to help a weak that, man. What? You know, you'll get you can get help. I'm not saying you can't get help as a man in the society, I'm not saying that at all. But the second that you need help as a man, you're you, you're, you're almost done. You're Provider. you're done at that point. You know, what's going on with you? What what's wrong? And and it's like it's it's hard. You it's know, it's hard. Crazy. What happens when you get in that situation? I mean, everybody kind of falls into the pitfalls of life. I mean, things happen. You know, you get an yeah. injury. Yeah. A family member dies. You lose a job Shit unexpectedly. Happens. The company went under. I mean, how are you going to deal with that? And and you're right. You don't. You almost can't be vulnerable. Yeah. Nobody nobody wants a vulnerable man. I mean, again, no. maybe you'll get some help when you don't necessarily need it that much. Mm. But the second you're on tough, t- everybody's like, dude, mm. uh, get your shit together. Man yeah, up. What's wrong with you? Man up, bro. Yeah, come on, man. Get a man, job. Man up. Get a job. Man. I mean, I mean, would they, would they ever say that to women? Would, it, would you ever hear, oh, woman up. Oh, woman up. You know? Right, right, come right. on. Oh, oh, you're down on your luck. Oh, you're a single mom. Oh, well, you just get a job. You know? Right. No. No one ever said that. But a man... Oh, he's get a job. He's worth like, roll get, your sleeves up. Come on, come on. Yeah, what are you? What are you doing? Make something of yourself. Yeah. You know, it's like, geez, come on, guys. Yeah, I Bootstraps, mean, man. We, we, I mean, everybody. 
everybody falls on some hard times here. And it's true, man. And it's this idea of this provider complex, right? Mm-hmm. And you can go back to tribal times or whatever, but like that's what it's been, a hunter-gatherer, mm-hmm. provider. And this uh, whole idea of vulnerability to me in particular, and the reason I use the word vulnerability is this idea of like you will, it's, it's really courage, right? This idea of you can pull back the shield for a second and show you know show somebody your heart. Mm-hmm. That means you're confident in your heart. You believe in your heart. Yeah. And you know you know what's right, and that's truth. And so that idea, you know, and I go back and I always you know pair this idea of vulnerability to don't take my kindness for weakness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they go hand in hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I, I think it's so important. And you know, I don't. I'm not a big philosophy guy, but Henry David Thoreau, man. Walden Pond, you know, great guy. Chapter 13 of Walden Pond, man, calls it the real meter He says, you know, in order to really be courageous and really be who you are, you got to hit the rock bottom. Those are the people that really know what the truth is, right? And that can be in different forms, right? That can be financial, that can be with your health, that can be, you know, whatever situation. Your family, yeah. yeah. But I've always said this, people that lose someone significant, they have a different drive in them. Right, like you know, Michael Jordan with his rings. Right after he lost his pops, it was a different drive in him. He was just, you know, he was already an animal. He became a monster. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's just mm-hmm. something that drives you when it's something close. You know, the not in my backyard, or as long as it's personal, it just it, it pushes you. And so I always think about those different avenues and just you know what it means, and you know, it'll change your life. Yeah. I know, and you never know where it's going to come from necessarily. You know, you don't know where that thing's going to come from. Again, it could be a family member, this and that. I mean, I have family members whose health aren't isn't good. My mom's health isn't particularly good, and that day is going to come where something happens, and I'm going to have to deal with that, and I'm going to have to move on, and I'm going to have another part, uh, start another part of my life without my parents, and that's just something that I'm going to have to deal with, but. You know, how am I going to come out of that? Am I going to come out of that stronger because I prepared for it mentally? I knew it was coming and I knew it was something that I was going to have to deal with. Or did I let it break me down and did I let it become the beginning of the end necessarily and just spiral out of control and, you know, start hitting the sauce and just let it get the best of me? Right. I mean, you never know right, yeah. exactly what it is. And, and that's the thing with being, like you said, being vulnerable. It's like, mm-hmm. that's what's tough. Yeah, because you never know when this thing could spiral out of control. Know. I mean, I feel like we're all just we a couple all promise bad, one thing. bad mistakes. There's only one thing you are promised in this lifetime, and that's you're going to have an end time. <laughs> and that's the truth. There's one more. Ta- taxes. No, taxes. Death oh, and yeah. taxes. Yeah, you're going to miss the taxes. Death oh, and taxes. You're going to pay taxes. that shit until oh, you're dead. that's the truth, man. And then we're going to get half of it after that, too. <laughs> you ain't lying. Yeah. You might play some taxes on your death. You oh, know, yeah. your shit really That's it, down. though. That's the only thing. Pro- those are the only two things promised to you. That's the truth. But you know what's crazy, man, is you say that, and I have tried to have that conversation with my mother. And, you know, I come from, you know, you know a single-parent household and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And I think for any mother or father, you know, or guardian, whoever, when you put time into somebody else's life, like that just takes away your selflessness, right? You can't, you can't be selfish. It's all for another person. Mm-hmm. And I've always tried to have that conversation with my mom, like, hey, you know, I know one day thing, you know, it's going to happen. You know, can we talk about, you know, what do you want in this life? You know, what what would you like me to do? You know, all these things. And my mom's answer has always been, let's not talk about that. Let's enjoy what we have. And it's so deep. 
because you want to prepare yourself for this. You want to mm-hmm. prepare yourself for this. And I have, that's probably like my, when we talk about vulnerable, that's probably my biggest fear in life is like losing my mother. And I think a lot of people can align with that, right? For different reasons. Yeah. But I think that the toughest part about that is you need to just enjoy the time you have. And because you can never prepare for that. Yeah. You just can't prepare for that. Yeah. Um, and that's just something, you know, people go through at different stages. But at the end of the day, like, you want to have the best experience with that. Whatever mm. that means, right? Yeah. Sometimes that might mean giving people space. That might be, you know, you know, supporting them financially. Like, whatever that means, that you can be at peace with yourself, that's the most important part. Because at the end of the day, like, I think that's what your parent would want for you, right? Yeah. To just be happy. Yeah. Be at peace. And likewise, like, that's what a child would want for their parent is like, mm-hmm. hey, be happy, be at peace. And so it's a deep thing to think about, Ben, but it's something we all go through. But well, and, and we again, like through. you said, father time, he always wins. Undefeated. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna, he's going to get us eventually. So I, I hear you, you know, you do certainly want to enjoy the time, especially when you know the time is numbered. You yeah. certainly want to make the mess, the best out of every moment you can. Yeah. But you, but again, it comes back to admitting that we have an issue here that is, is going to present itself at some point and being able to discuss that issue and talk about what we're going to do with that issue and why that's an issue. Yeah. You know, it's, it's going to happen. It's I, I mean, it, it, we got to come. So There's why not layers. at least have spent a little time on this and we got a little bit of a game plan mapped out here now to maybe make that situation that's going to be very difficult and very traumatic Maybe we can make it a little bit less traumatic and yeah. a little less difficult once it finally shows up. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know every, again, the only thing you're promised, death and taxes. And so at the that's end of the day, truth. at the end of the day, you got to take care of you. And to me, that's what the United States of America is all about. It's freedom. You came here, you got freedom. So you're free to treat yourself however you want to be treated and whatever life you want to live. So yeah. go for it. You know, that's what it is. It, it's freedom. So you got to take care of yourself. It's on you and you got to be prepared. And yeah. again, this is all part of the, part of the total package is, yeah. you know, having those conversations, have those difficult conversations yeah. and you know, knowing what we're going to do when that situation arises and not just be in a panic mode and running around like crazy trying to figure it out on the fly. Yeah. Cause that shit's traumatic. I mean, it's hard enough it's as it tough, is, man. even without a game plan. Think about, you know what it, I mean? Exactly. Even without a game plan, no, it's, it's hard, agree. you know? So I very much agree. So. Yeah. It's, it's a tough one to pan out. Yeah. But I mean, but you gotta, you gotta, have a plan for that stuff though man because because that because depending on who you are yeah that stuff can potential has the potential to ruin some people sometimes and you know again yeah you sometimes you get in that spiral and you can't get out of it sometimes and i I feel like most of us are like four bad mistakes away you know from that where it gets out of control and 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 maybe and maybe you reach the event horizon and there's no turning back at that point three maybe four bad mistakes away from that so you just you know you got to just try to try to focus and try to stay that path you gotta find your light just try to stay healthy you you know yeah exactly find that find that balance you know it is tough though man you all these fucking bills yeah bills 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 destiny's child said it the rent the rent's too damn high i know man shit let me get a break on something i actually i actually saw uh I saw on, online earlier today there was a um, some article or something. They actually said that the rent in Seattle went down from last year. Who said that? <laughs> that exactly blasphemy. <laughs> yeah, they down said, for who? They said it went. They said it went down. I think it was like two and a half percent on a year over year basis. So shit, I've been looking it, at houses it, in Canada. It's just too goddamn expensive. Oh, dude, here. it's I'm even, a, it's even worse in Vancouver. I commute. It's even worse in Vancouver. Shoot, they got all that I'll hot Chinese Blaine. money. Oh my goodness, I'll move to Blaine, Washington right now. 
commute and still save money each year. That's yeah. well. That's where it's that's where it's getting to, man. It's it's getting yeah, to where you gotta man. you gotta live two hours out of the city now just to just to, just go just out to there. Give me the Aberdeen have a reasonable or price. Aberdeen or Vancouver, Washington. Yeah, or shit. I'll move to Tri Cities at this point. That's not a bad spot. That's that not a bad, bad spot, spot man. Yeah, Moses Lake. Yeah, I don't know about how the jobs prospects over there are, there are but but uh, no, I was I was actually telling you earlier. I was talking about a friend of mine. She's moving. She's moving to Southern California. She's moving down to near LA, and uh, she's potentially going to hook me up a job. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm, I'll keep my eyes open for something. I'm always, yeah. I mean, we again, we're taking care of ourselves here. Hey, we baby. always got to be looking for that next that next opportunity. It's part of the game, baby. you know. Keep keep climbing. Keep give me up another rung, please. So, right. so I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. I'm doing the math though in my head. You know, I'm thinking about probably what the prices are down there, which is ridiculous. Probably, especially in the area where the good jobs are at, it's probably insane. Right. So. I got a little bit of a sweetheart deal where I'm living right now and it's like you factor that in. It's like, okay, well, how much more money now do I got to be making just to afford the to cost live, of living yeah. in that city? You know, like even if I don't get that number plus mm. whatever I'm getting right now, like my quality of living isn't even going up really. That's real. I'm just in a different area that's uh, more ritzy and more people with plastic. More sunshine. Yeah, more, more sunshine, sunshine and more people with plastic surgery around, but you know that's about it so it's i'm like botox deals so it's like huh you know because she's like it was funny she's like why you really she's like why you want to move to la and i was like ah that's not how i would say it that's <laughs> not it LA. that's not exactly how i would categorize it if the situation makes sense mm-hmm. i might think about it i just i just I, my thing is i so many fucking people around like that is just urban sprawl in a not sexy manner you know like i'm not i just i can't i can't even imagine i see those videos of the freeways on like thanksgiving Thanksgiving or something and and Mm -mm. for miles for miles it's just bumper to bumper for miles for miles like what Mm. it's insane so i i don't know that that does not appeal to me in one bit and i feel like you know if homeless is homelessness is bad around here i feel like Uh, i feel like they'd give us a run for their money down there though man it's a little bit warmer too well exactly they they have like some shanty towns down there like streets where the whole street is like a blue tarp festival you know mm-hmm. it's oh man so i i don't know again you know she she wanted she wanted to act like i was wanting i was like eh, eh, not, not, a strong not the not, yeah strong not the exact word. words i'd go with but mm-hmm. but you do always, you always got to keep, keep your options up exactly you, yeah. you know you got to like you were saying earlier you got to just go with the opportunities you have now and right. you know if something uh, better or something that fits you suits you better presents itself you just got to go with it and you got to make sure you make yourself open to that and growth it's undeniable right if you're not trying to grow and progress like what are you really doing out here right Why you're are you dying so- you're, yeah. you're dying a slow death slow death man yeah. and you got to make that and the toughest part for me is this idea of you know high risk high reward right how do you do that management of hey i want to take some chances i want to grow i want to move i want to you know expand mm-hmm. yeah i want to try something crazy but hey baby i ain't gonna quit the day job like i don't want to you know gotta pay these bills yeah so what makes the most sense and i there's one thing about seattle man in the summertime it's lovely mm-hmm. it's lovely out here you know and home is home and all that stuff but it's it's so smooth and you go to some of these other cities man and especially the east coast is so dirty you know, you go to the you know the Midwest. It's so dusty and, and hot. You know, Seattle. You got some rain, but opposite of the rain, man, 
I don't know, man. If I had the, you know, the dollars, I'd obviously try to live downtown on the water somewhere nice, you know, yeah. like Washington. But opposite of that, baby, yeah, baby. We have a lot of factors that don't get factored in as much as they should, you know, that make this a, a positive place to live. I just feel like we got a lot of things that are working against us these days, too, as far yeah. as taxes and, you know. And I feel like a lot of that, too, is directly in the city of Seattle, right? Yeah. So if you're able to live, you know, north or south or just on the outskirts, yeah, there's a lot of different opportunities out here. And Seattle's not that big of a commute, you know, compared to an L.A. traffic, you know. It'll take yeah. hours just to get from, you know, the valley and the city. But Yeah, Seattle, it can be bad around here, but get bad, bad. bad around here is an hour 15 into the city. You got to put it to scale. Yeah. You got to put it to scale. Yeah, so. That's good stuff. So, I don't know. It's, but it again, you know, you just got to keep those options open. And, and yeah, you got to pay those bills along the way. No question. But we were talking about this. I was, I was thinking about this earlier, too. And essentially, actually, this is something I stole from Jordan Peterson. I've been watching a lot of his videos. <laughs> and you got to think about it this way. At the end of the day, you know, a lot of people want to manage risk. They want to play it safe. They, eh, you know, it sounds risky. Eh, I just don't know. If it's a pretty big chance. It might not work out, this and that. At the end of the day, if you do not take any risk, that in itself is a risk. Yeah is not taking risks because you risk not giving yourself that up that shot of a up chance of taking it to the next level and doing something crazy that who you don't even know how it's going to pan out but maybe it could be the best idea that was ever that you ever hatched or ever did you know right 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 i mean you got to take a risk at some point and i'm i'm actually i'm going to vegas here pretty soon in a couple of weeks okay and uh they got the WSOP going on all right and world series of poker okay. and that's always something always been a poker guy you know we've talked about this before yeah. yeah and i'm just thinking to myself you know at some point you got to take a swing. Hey baby. At some you can't hey, you can't man. win if you don't give it a shot. At some hey, point baby. you got to take a swing. I'm like, man. hold them or fold them. I'm baby. like, is this is this the year that you go? but but again, it's like it, that's a risk. That's for that, defense. That's though. a risk. But but yeah, that it, and and that's the thing. You had a home run there. Oh man, that hey, one's baby. I could set you up for the rest of your days. So, <laughs> you, you know, can you connect with a pitch? Hey, can you baby, make it happen? Give me a steak and lobster dinner <sighs> on the spot. At some point, you got to go for it, man. You got to, man. You know, you, can't play, you cannot play it safe always. That is that is what sissies do. Mm-hmm. That's what people that live in their mom's basements do. Mm-hmm. And you can't do it. You, you got to take some swings. And, you know, sometimes you're going to miss. But, hey, once you once in a while, you're going to connect. And who knows where that thing's going to land. Who knows where it's going to end up. And you know, at the end of the day, man, you got to, you know, the cliche, chase your dreams. You got to chase your goddamn dreams. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, if you have a job or you're paying bills, that's great. But, man, find a way to fulfill yourself. And that comes in different forms and shapes for all folks. Yeah. But, hey, man, if you love it, do it. And if you do it, love it. You got to try to be somebody. Got to. Let's try to be somebody. Go out there and be somebody. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like Bill Clinton will tell you. Yeah, Bill Clinton, man. <laughs> got a future in it, man. God damn. That guy's doing a book tour right now. He is. Is he making that good money? I, yeah, God, man. I we wish, in the wrong profession, man. I'm trying to be a professional. I, I wish these two would just go away. 
Can they just go away? They're living their lives, man. We're, d- we're done with you, okay? We had we had enough of it. Read it up an old check. God, and Monica Lewinsky, she probably getting paid too. Well, she's back in the limelight here. She yeah, got she a, a stain removal for her blouses. Oh my god! Yeah, she got the pen. The part t- of Tide. She got she the got Tide pen. Yeah. Tide signature pen. She's got that Tide corporate money. She getting that good money god out damn. there, man. Great. Egg. I know she's getting her fifteen minutes have got extended by another five. Oh it's god, like, damn! Jesus it been three hours. She's out here. Can we just be done? And everybody's wondering where the hell Melania's at. Like, she's trapped in some dungeon yeah, at the White House. Yeah, she, she's somewhere. I don't know where she's traveling, but... That's what's crazy. Where's she from? Uh, somewhere in Eastern Europe. I'm not sure. Romania or something like that. I don't know. But, uh, what kind of food she'd be cooking out? That's, that's what's crazy, though. That's what's crazy about, like you said, like being present like in this in this moment, in this world, right in our situation. Like, you think about that politics and all that stuff. And again... <sighs> That takes you out of this moment. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about Donald Trump, you think about White House, Melania Trump, all that shit. Social media. That has nothing to do with this right here. No. That has nothing to do with this situation, and it's not going to affect it at all in, in, the, in, the, in the long term here. And that's such the irony is people are so engulfed by all this federal, national stuff, and that affects you nothing close to what any of your local representatives affect you and you and not just even governors i'm talking about your district you know folks and yeah, people that city are city council city yeah. council all that's, that's yeah. affecting you yeah you don't know more. yeah you don't know people any can't of these... name those people and yeah I'm you don't know any i can't name, name all the yeah people, no one but, can name i know, you know it's like crazy but yeah people, but that affects you 20 times more and it's just the irony of that stuff yeah and i think it's more of a pop culture thing right mm-hmm. and that's why Honestly, Trump does his thing. It's he's good with the social media. He's good with the TV. It's trendy to be political, and I think yeah. the reason for that is is you see all these late night hosts, and they're all sh- shitting on Trump and yeah. the administration all the time. And so people are like, "Yeah, these it's guys are funny. fun. They're cool. It's funny. They're cool. Yeah, they hate him. Yeah, he sucks. You know, yeah, he sucks. <laughs> you know, right? You know, and, and they and they're and they're taking it as taking news, all the money. Know? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it's it's fucking crazy, but hey, man, all we know is we got Dennis Robin out here fighting for our beliefs. Oh my god, that guy, that guy, that was ridiculous. I was at the That's gym, pretty ballsy, and I was though. like, he's I was like, he's crying. I mean, hey, listen, you know what? Have him involved at some level, I no question. Vice News fucked him up. You know what I'm saying? Last time he got in that motherfucker, like God, he damn. was crying. He was crying on CNN. I was oh like, my goodness, Jesus. wearing a weed shirt. Come Jeez. on, brother. Oh my pot we coin, a pot, we pot coin, a weed, and I'm not crypto. And I'm not in this. Shirt. I'm not in this for the money, Cuomo. Okay? Come on, brother. I'm not in this for the money. I'm Get like, it together, uh, Dennis. I think you're wearing the shirt for the money, there, Dennis. Let's be uh, let's be honest here, Rod man. Great rebounder, Gosh. poor decision maker. Oh my god, I know, and and that's the thing. In, in the Obama administration, they laughed him out of the building, <laughs> you know, when he tried to even kind of get involved in that regard. Oh my goodness. Trump, you know, but that's the thing with Trump is, and that's his boy, right? Well, it, Kim Jong Un, that's his boy, exactly. They, they, so they really kick it. I mean, they really hang out. <laughs> there's 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 more of a case to have him involved at some level mm-hmm. than to not have him involved. Right. Okay, maybe he's not in there ready to push the red button and if things if things deteriorate, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, have him involved at some level maybe. Try to keep him uh, some goddamn unemotional, you know? He's fucking crying. Uh, that's an oxymoron with God, Dennis. That was so crazy. But he was rocking <laughs> he was rocking the mega hat though. I thought that, oh, la- that made me laugh. That hey. made me laugh. I was like, look at this fucking hey, guy. Dude, do your thing, man. Hey, he's hey, out there fighting exactly, for piece, you know. Man. Exactly. And you know the irony at of At least this? he's putting a little bit of positivity out of there. But what if this works? What if it works? What if in a month there's some type of treaty that they uh, would demilitarize all yeah. that? You know what I'm saying? Do, Korea's yeah. won again. Like, yeah. What if that really happened? Because Dennis Rodman was out there 
fighting for people. What, I mean, what, what would we say? I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. Do we just applaud would, would 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 Trump and and Rodman get any credit for this? Do you think? Yeah, you know, people be like, they? "Wow, hey, they did really good on that one." Like, would it? What do you say? I, it's, it's tough to say. I think it's, it's yeah. tough to say. Hey, just from a PR it's standpoint, tough to say. He but should it, just throw out something. I heard he's going to legalize weed and do a couple, you know, good PR things. Hey, man, if it works, it works. You know, people, people said that Trump are going to do that. That's what I hear. Really, that he's going to push it, man. Someone cut the at check. least just decriminalize it federally. At least decriminalize it. I feel like it's a money game, right? You got folks in jail that were put in for marijuana, and they're making the system mm-hmm. enough money. Yeah, but we're spending money on those guys. We're spending. wasting a bunch of money on them. And, but now they can see all this profit margins of all these states of that legalize. Taxes, yeah. And they just give realize us a cut. they can make some money. That's the thing with the government. They just want to be the drug dealers. Oh, baby. They, wanted, they just want to be game. the drug, drug dealers. I think Just once, give us in the cuts. Once these foreign investors from China come on through mm-hmm. and start hey making bids then the government's you know hey hey what are these guys doing over here and then before you know it hey baby let's make a push that's interesting I, I hope it happens soon man because it, it, and they it, gotta get those guys out of jail that are sitting there well, for eights of weed and a couple ounces of dude, weed dude and that's like 40 uh, that's like 40% of the prison population yeah that's a, that's big a chunk. huge chunk and again we're, spend, we're spending money on, on these guys incarcerating them we're spending money on them and here's the thing how much money are we wasting having people oh, ram down doors oh beat down goodness. doors and coming in with the AKs while these grandmas are buying weed with their debit cards you know it's like come on guys let's let's we gotta focus on the right things here all right last time i went to the pot shop i saw two grandmas a soccer mom and an old school teacher They're, from my old elementary school i've seen some Ain't grandmas a, too yeah the old ladies are getting down hey, with the baby. pop brownies their dollars is green hey you know those, so is they joints exactly exactly when you got arthritis you know hey, those pop baby. brownies they'll go a long way that's a one-stop shop cannabis hey i got bad arthritis yeah bad kurt I've been a little shit's, sad. I shit's good right. for your glaucoma. Oh, you know? all that thing. Yeah. You got 2020 vision now. Man, uh, she, she's, she's getting by, you know? Hey, grandma she's ain't playing. Grand, grand, this ain't grandma's first time. Grandma's been getting down to the 60s. <laughs> exactly. Shit. She ain't no dummy. <laughs> it is funny when you see that. I saw it a couple times ago and I went in and there was like, a, was like an older lady walking. I was like, oh, no shit. You like to party too? And oh, shit. You know what's crazy is a lot of these shops are in the suburbs now. It's moved out of the city into the suburbs. And it's like right down the street from, you know, your local grocery store and right by your, your local Costco. Yeah. You know, like right there in Bothell, there's Sid's Handy Mart. I've gone and bought candy there for my entire life. Next door is a pot shop. Is there really? You yeah. know, wow. stop by, give yeah. me a fruit roll up and roll on over, give me a joint. Living a good life, man. But, it, you know, it's your community weed shop. Yeah. And it's uh, it's just so crazy to see, you know, how how far in the future we really are. Yeah. But it's about time we start, you know, putting our money where our mouth is. Yeah, making benefits off of all this. I mean, I mean, exactly. It's just a, such a misallocation of resources when we're spending money on all that bullshit that I just explained. Mm-hmm. It's such a misallocation. Right. Let's just have people overseeing it, have them know what's going on, regulate it a little bit, not a ton. We don't need not a ton a of regulation. Ton. Make it just transparent. A, just a little something so people know what they're buying. Yeah. People, the customers are protected. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't get into bad situations. Mm-hmm. And yeah, let's make a little bit of coin off of this, and yeah. let's take the money out of the dark pools. Okay, yeah, less money. In the dark pool is better for everybody. For everybody. I mean, and these pot shops now these these guys are competitive. Okay, I mm-hmm. go around. I, I'm not. I mean, I'm loyal, obviously, to the one that's closest to me. I mean, that's <laughs> the one. I, that's the one I frequent the most. Proximity. Uh, I mean, you got me. 
You, you, you got me. It's a win-win. That's like, but I still go to other stops, and I'm saying, "Hey, what's go, what do you got? What do you got going on here? What's the deal? What's it?" The deal. And and they're competitive these days, man. It, yeah, it's man. it's like a dog fight. Like I honestly wouldn't even want to be in the industry. Like that's how competitive it is. That is, very you know, true. people are just clawing and trying to get ahead and trying to get those customers. It is oversaturated, but I think that's it, stuff... it is. But that's good for consumers, though. Yeah, you know, that's good for consumers. Will, uh, it'll weed itself out. Exactly. They'll, we'll find the balance. There'll be the right balance. A couple of stores will probably go under, and and a couple will start selling a lot more weed. You know. They'll be start true. being more successful. So, hey, baby. but uh, yeah, just put the put the resources in the right area. And and again, this is the stuff. It comes back to the, it's all about the callbacks on this show. Mm-hmm. It comes back to identifying what the real problems are here and where mm-hmm. we're fucking up and where we're doing things right. Let's try to do less on the fucking up and let's try to do more on the doing things right. Yeah, you know, and let's just have a discussion again. Let's have a discussion on what really needs to be addressed and what level is this a top priority? Mm-hmm. Is this a somewhat important but not the most important? Is this mildly important or is this not important at all? And let's categorize all this stuff. That's let's true. see where we're at and let's fucking try to have a top down approach to getting some shit done. Yeah. And I got to tell you, you know, I'm not. People want to say I'm. I'm uh, Trump's base. I didn't even fucking vote for the guy, but I got to tell you, the the North Korea thing, so far so good. I, I mean, who's who's done this so far? Who's got this done? Nobody. Nobody has. I mean, maybe it could still fall apart. Hey. It could still fall apart. But hey, w- there's a little something to cheer about here. And if you don't think that's the case, then you're clearly not seeing the situation for what it is. That's very true. And that's the thing is that you had to try new methods, right? And like we were talking about earlier, hey, maybe if this works. Sometimes you gotta get a crazy guy in there to deal with another crazy guy. Oh, hey, he's a crazy guy. Oh, yeah. Well, I see you're crazy, and I'm gonna up it with my crazy. And then the, uh, the first crazy guy's like, I just hope it don't get too crazy. Well, well it almost did for a minute, but mm. you know, luckily the other, first crazy guy said, "Oh shit, this guy's actually pretty fucked up. He's pretty wild. He, maybe he might do something here." Mm-hmm. You know. So sometimes you need that guy that can just mix it up, and that's that. Maybe that's Trump for us. Maybe mm-hmm. he's the one that can stir this thing up. All I know is, dude, really likes basketball. <laughs> really like Dennis Rodman, so hey man, whatever it takes to get to the to the summit, let's 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 take us there. Yeah, let's try to start working forward here. Let's, uh, let's make some steps in the right direction for for once here. Fuck. Yeah. That's so, true. give the guy a little credit too. You know, he's yeah. he's at least trying. He's over there. He's over. He's, he's he the fucking bank. flew across the Pacific Ocean. That's a big ass goddamn ocean to yeah. meet up with that Macklemore hair looking motherfucker. You know, did he get it from Macklemore? Did Macklemore get it from? Him? Oh man, that's. Million dollar question. They got the right same there. barber though. They got to have the same got, barber. Well, no, he, he they did, but Kim had that guy killed. Unfortunately, yeah, after the that. last bad haircut that happened, so Dude, yeah, he's shop. done. He's done. Yeah, watch out. It's fed him to the pigs. So, <laughs> oh shit. Well, this has been fun, Brandon. This has been yeah, a lot of fun, man. man. But uh, I think we probably should tie a bow on this puppy. Yes, Seeing sir. Is getting way past my bedtime here. I'm gonna turn into a pumpkin in a minute. But um, yes, yeah, good chatting with you, man. It's uh, you know. It's a, it's a little crazy out there, but I think we can both agree that there's certainly enough positive stuff that we can kind of rally on and you know see what we can do with all the rest of it. See where we can kind of make some improvements. See where we're maybe doing all right at this point. I don't. Is there? Is it messed up? Yes, but it, are we at a point where we can't turn it around? I think we could probably figure this out if we kind of work together. No, I'm with you, man. And I think a lot of times it's got to get worse before it gets better. It it it, it does. It, it so. certainly That's does. It's it matter, certainly man. does. And you got to feel some pain sometimes. Yeah, man. 
man. It makes you appreciate the good. Mm-hmm. It really does, yes. man. You're like, wow, that was really nice when I didn't feel like this. And you know, not to be all kumbaya and rah rah, but it really takes folks from opposite sides of the fence to come together, have some genuine discussions, and just be like, hey, where where are common grounds? Mm-hmm. And build from there. Mm-hmm. If you can build from there, you can build from anywhere. Yeah. And I'm wholeheartedly believing that. And at the end of the day, I think we all have positive intentions. I don't yeah. think anyone wants to ill or hurt somebody so if you can find ways to support each other and support yourself without letting other folks down why not yeah yeah exactly so i don't know it's a you know we might you're right we might have to feel some pain but sometimes pain is good you know because again it, it, it gets us to change our focus and maybe we were focusing on the wrong things maybe we need to change what's most important to us and what we truly value and uh Sometimes you got to go through some shit to see what that is. You don't, you, you can't see it when you're, you got the rose colored glasses on. When roses really you know, smell like, boop, boop, you know, yeah, when you, you got Trump out there and Dow 25K, you know, hey, so, <laughs> but yeah, I just, just, you know, just see where we can, man. And everybody just try to be, I, I say this all the time on the show, but I like in it on this. Just try to, Try to improve yourself, okay? Try to improve your personal situation. Again, this is America. This is the land of the free. So it's at the end of the day, it's on you to be whatever you want to be. So just try to improve your own situation. Work on our own little nicks, our little quirks that we know we can be doing better. Then we're all going to be better off as a whole down the line. And we're going to all be heading in the right direction. And, you know, nobody needs to tell us what to do. We all know what's best for ourselves. We know what we're fucking up and we know what we're doing good. Let's do more of the good stuff and let's try to do a little bit less of the fucking up, guys. I think we can do it. What do you think? Hell yeah. All right. Thank you guys for joining us. Appreciate you guys on another episode of An Earful. In the Emerald City uh, again, Brandon. Thanks for being here, man. We're gonna get we're gonna get you on again. We didn't even. I feel like we didn't talk too much health and wellness. You know, that was kind of our intended goal coming right. into this. But uh, again, the conversation you just never know where it's gonna land. But that's the truth, man. But uh, yeah, it was definitely a pleasure. I appreciate you. Yeah, no, that. we'll get you back on here pretty soon, and we'll uh, we'll do it again for sure. You know, you're you're definitely in close close proximity, so yes, sir. that shouldn't be an issue. But uh, thank you for joining us, and thank you guys all for joining us. We appreciate it, and we will talk with you guys next week.